0: Father, I ask that this morning you'd sow seeds amongst us, that there'd be seeds sown that will germinate quickly. There'll be seeds that may not germinate for a time, but we know that when you sow them, there will be a harvest. And so I ask that you would encourage your church this morning and you'd speak deep to deep, that you'd plant something that would birth significant kingdom purpose in times to come. So we give you thanks. Thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it is really great to have Brent Weaver with us this morning. And uh, we were chatting just before. Brent originally was sent out from this church in 1994. That's a long time ago. I'm just looking around the room. There's probably quite a few that weren't born in 1994. And it's quite a while ago now, isn't it? It's 29 years. And, um, and Brent's been faithfully serving on the mission field ever since then, which is fantastic. And as a church, which really excites me as well, we have been faithfully supporting ever since then. And uh, it's a great story of partnership. And God's doing some great things and done some great things. And I think it's fair to say it hasn't been all easy sailing, particularly the last few years. Um, but it's so good to have you with us today. And, um, and, and we celebrate what God is doing and in, in through you and Colleen and what he will do in the future. And so why don't you come? And how about we give Brent a great big hand to come up? Wonderful.
1: a lot of emotions. I've been away for five years since I, since I was last here in New Zealand and a lot's happened um, in that time and, um, and it's great to look out and see familiar faces and it's great to look out and see unfamiliar faces, which means that stuff is happening here and, um, and things are, are moving. God is, uh, never stops and he's in the business of, of calling people, transforming people's lives and, um, and we're part of that. Um, yeah um, unfortunately uh, well fortunately unfortunately um, Colleen my wife she's over at the north um, campus and uh, so you're not going to hear her preach she's my favorite preacher um, when she gets going and um, so you're, <laughs> you're kind of stuck with me uh, but what we wanted to do was just to kind of highlight some of the things from the past but some of the things that we hope we're seeing into, into the future um, and we've moved uh, now from, we were working in, in Ukraine, we're now moved to Estonia, and we'll tell you more about that. Um, but we've joined in with a team, with with a couple of other couples, and we've really been kind of seeking, God, God, What what is it for us to do? Those people have been there for a long time, we're kind of joining them, but now we're just forming a new team, and I've worked independently, and we're just seeking the Lord, what's, what's the word? You know, and it was interesting independently all three of us couples have kind of come up with the same word isn't that a good feeling when you go and you start talking it's like that's it you know we're we're, we're on the same path. we all kind of want the same thing and then we had a um my my wife just got her PhD (laughs) I have to brag on her like that um and uh and one of the other students, he's from Brazil, um, he's a good Pentecostal, uh, had a word from God and he wrote it to us and said, I hope you don't mind, but uh, as you were up there at Manchester University, you know, with a fluffy hat and everything, um, the Lord really impressed on, on me a word uh, that you were going to Estonia um, to wake the spiritually dead. And I was like, Okay, they're not all dead there. There's some good believers there. What what does that mean? And we're just kind of unpacking that for ourselves. And so for today, we're going to have a look at at, um, this next slide, uh, this thought from Ezekiel. um, Why are we going that they may know? Okay, That they may know the Lord. And so I'm I'm going to read, Colin's a much better reader than me, but you can follow it on the screen. I hope I don't get in the way of the screen, but you can follow along. So in Ezekiel 37, this is probably a pretty familiar passage, um, but let's unpack it a little bit. Um, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and completely dried out then he asked me son of man can these bones become living people again and i don't know what you see when you look in new zealand when you look at the world what's happening in the world what is it that we see you know i've been out of new zealand for a while and I kind of feel like I'm just getting back into I'm hearing things you know Um, it's hard to keep in contact when you're on the other side of the world of what's really going on but but is, is New Zealand full of are we seeing it full of dry bones as we look at our own life as we think about our own church what are we seeing and then but this is a question the Lord's asking son of man can these bones become living people again he kind of sidesteps. So sovereign Lord, I replied, you you alone know the answer to that. That's actually a good thing. (laughs) There's a lot of things that that we think, oh, I got the answer to that. Uh, No, Um, God uh, is the one who knows those things. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. I like to have my word. (laughs) I like, I want to tell people what I think. Um, Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, and I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together, attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. The skin formed to cover their bodies. But they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me. And breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, this is what Israel was saying, we have become old, dry bones, all hope is gone, our nation is finished. You know, I've, I spent a year and a half in, in America, stuck there, <laughs> um, long story, um, but there's all kinds of voices going on. You know, and I don't know what the voices have been in New Zealand about the church. You know, COVID hit, you know, 60% of people aren't coming to church anymore. 40%, you know, the, the numbers are down. You know, it's kind of what's happening, you know, the polarized, all of that stuff. I, I'm getting a sense it happened here um, as well. Um, we have become old, dry bones, all hope is gone, our nation is finished. That's what the people are saying. Colleen made the point this morning. I think that's a lie. That's the lie in this passage. So he says, therefore, This is what God's saying to Ezekiel. Therefore, prophesy to them and say, "This is what the Sovereign Lord says, O my people. I will open the graves of the exile, the graves of exile, and cause you to rise again. Then I'll bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again." and return home to your own land then you will know that I am the Lord that I the Lord have spoken and have done what I said yes the Lord has spoken and so we've been involved in stuff in Ukraine I couldn't stand up here honestly and say yes I prophesied to the, and all of Ukraine you know woke up and um but I can say that I've been involved in the lives of some people that the Lord's been waking up. Right. And so I just want to share a little bit about this. This is our home. Um, if you've been following us at all, of what we've been doing, what I've been doing for the last 11 years in Ukraine and in Russia 10 years before that um, it kind of looks like this, groups of people sitting around just being Christian, <laughs> sitting around the table, discussing, praying, loving each other. Um, we didn't kind of go the way of, of, of a facility and, you know, building and, and all of that, um, but just creating simple um, groups of people expressing Christian life together and living together. Next picture. Um, all of these people, though, and actually it got to the point where it's like, yes, things are finally clicking into place. You know how there's that, that time, you know, you've been working, 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 and you've got some key leaders are starting to develop. You know, we've got groups, got, we're all on the same page. All of these group, these people in this group are leaders, and they were all leading their own groups. Um, they're, they're, we're on the same page and everything, and bam, the war starts. Now, there are, now this, this couple here, they're in America. Uh, this couple here are Americans. They're actually back in Kyiv. Um, this girl, she's had to run away to Western Ukraine. Um, the next girl is in Germany. The next girl is in, um, is in Hungary. And Mary in the front there, she's in America, trying to get American citizenship with her um, missionary husband. Just, pew! Got people in Sweden, Switzerland, all over Europe now. It's like, Lord, what's... Now, my team leaders, they're the ones kind of in the back um, left-hand corner there. You know, they're like, what now, Lord? Yeah. Uh, they're, but they're back in the university doing English clubs. The university wanted them open. There's still a war going on there. Um, but Sheridan mentioned about seeds being sown. It, it feels to me like, you know, you've got that bowl of dry seeds, and you just go, <laughs> and they just go <laughs> all over. You know, and that seems to be what's happened with our ministry. But... And what we've done in, in developing people, it's not us, but the Lord's been developing people, that when they went, they took a DNA with them. That they, they all know how to lead a simple Bible study. They all know how to share their faith. They all know how to disciple somebody who comes to the Lord. Know They know how to help that person take some next steps and start on their Christian journey. So wherever they landed... They did that. There's a little church now in Sweden because one couple went there. You know, there's a couple that are in America. You know, they're meeting people in Pennsylvania, Ukrainians, and others. Um, it just kind of spreads and, and happens. Next picture. We went online. Um, you know, Zoom, praise God for COVID. It taught us how to use Zoom. And so we've been, our whole life, you know, works around Zoom. So these people are all over the world. In, in America, in um, uh, Kiev, we have in Germany. And this couple here, they're just about to get married. They met online through our little online church, so you can even have romances develop. And um, praise God. Um, next slide. Um, I've talked at various times about these two girls when I've had presentations in the past. You prob- may some may recognise the faces, Darina and Julia. Um, so this is an example of these girls who, when I first met them ten years ago, I guess nine years ago, they weren't Christians. But both of these are are serving God, and I just want to highlight Darina. If you, if any of you have travelled in Europe, you might recognise the building in the back. Anybody guess where this is? It's the Parliament buildings in Budapest. So Darina is now in Budapest. We have a video. I just want to um, uh, let her share some of her experience. Hi, my name is Darina.
2: I'm from Kiev, Ukraine. And um, I wanted to share about my experience of this six months of full invasion uh, of Russia to Ukraine. And um, one of the hardest decisions in my life, I think so far the hardest was, is I uh, was to decide and leave my home uh, without any guarantee that I will be back. Without any guarantees that my house will stay, that my family will be well, I needed to decide and, my, and try to put all my life in a backpack. And um, that was a very hard decision. And uh, this war brought a lot of pain. Many families are disconnected, um, husbands at war Um, wives and children in other cities or abroad trying to figure out the next step and it's um, it's very hard Uh, it feels like each Ukrainian even if you never see them it's your family now and when you read about that people die or how they're injured or they're losing homes It hurts, like it's somebody whom you knew, who is part of your family. We have very brave people, but we need God's support and we need people's support. Because, you know, brave hearts is amazing, but it's hard to fight, you know, against um, tanks and rockets and planes. With your bare hands. And we do hope that the world will not forget about us and will keep supporting. And yeah, in all of this pain, God is still good and this is very encouraging. He's a great provider. Now I know this, you know, truly inexperienced. Uh, he provided me place to stay, food, community friends church um, he makes me part of things where that, that are encouraging like I can serve people it's encouraging to see that people's hearts are becoming more open and they want to hear about God they want to read Bibles they want to read you know Christian literature they want to get to know God it's very encouraging to see that people not, pushed away, but they want to know God. Uh, I'm, I'm learning to live in faith, because now I can't really plan more than a month ahead. If I know, if I know where I will be in two months, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> because now that's the reality, and the illusion that I'm in control of my life is gone. I never been in control really, but at least I had this sweet illusion, and now it's gone. I don't know where we'll see my family, my friends, where we will have just simple birthdays or we'll be able to go to the river, you know, or have a trip. You don't know they're everywhere now in the whole world, and um, so you learn really in life and practice to trust God, live in faith, and God is good this is I know for sure.
1: You know, Darina up, you know, just had to leave, as she said, her life in, literally in a backpack. I saw her backpack. Um, and, you know, she could have all the reasons to think, oh, I'm a refugee. You know, I, I have, she kind of was working online, so she did still have some income. Um, but she could think, okay, I, you know, I'm a victim in this, of this whole thing. Um, and she's been through incredible trauma. You know, you heard it in her voice. But do you notice how she started to light up when she starts talking about, and I have a chance to serve people. She has. She started a church. You know, she started a church. Now, not a big thing like this. They don't have a, but they have eight or nine people that are refugees. Some of them are women. Most Most in Europe is almost all women and men because women and children, because men can't leave the country. Um, But she's ministered to them; they were feeding them. With some other, found some YWAM missionaries and uh, were working with them, and she's leading this church. Um, She's a pastor, and um, so just pray for Darina. Um, Yeah, Um, thank you for helping because I ended up in Hungary too for a little bit, Um, and Activate was part of that and gave significant amount of money, you know, to help us get food into Ukraine in the early kind of days of the war and so this was pretty typical of my days loading um, bags of onions and all kinds of things and juice and all kinds of stuff to get across the border um, into vans so now my passport looks like this um you know the last time I came into Estonia the guy kind of flipped through my passport it was like you've got a lot of stamps in your passport where have you been going um but just to say thank you to you, there's, there's still need there. Keep praying. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, the war is still going on. Um, next slide. Um, God, but God, just like Ezekiel, you know, God led him into this valley. And so, in a sense, we feel God's leading us um, pretty strongly to a new valley to work in. And that's the country of Estonia. So we packed up our six, all our life in six suitcases um, uh, flew to Estonia, next. Um, it's a little country. In fact, I was on the phone to somebody from the ANZ Bank and they said, Estonia, is that a country? It's like, yes, it's a country. Um, very small country, 1.3 million people. Um, about a quarter of them probably is, uh, are Russians, and it's right on the border of Russia. That makes it an interesting dynamic. Um, and we live in the capital uh, of the city, uh, of the country. So, next slide. Um, just to see how how big is Estonia, because um, you know uh, people. Okay, it's a small country. How small? Uh, That's small. Um, so it's pretty. You can drive across it in a couple of hours. Um, it feels to me though like it's a manageable place. Ukraine's forty four million people. You know, big big place. You know, biggest country in Europe actually. Um, but yeah, so we're into Estonia. Very historic, um, Tallinn. It was it's that the tallest church. This one here. This is my friend's church. He's one of the pastors there. There's eight pastors. Um, uh, You know, it used to be the tallest building in the world for 400 years. You know, it's a 1,200-year-old. No, it was built in 1,200s. Um, You know, this is an old historic kind of place. But next slide. Um, Modern, new economy is booming, uh, people have got everything they need, people are doing all right in terms of um, financially most, um, you know, doing pretty well, do they need God, ah, what for, um, it's kind of an attitude, lovely food, very international, um, I've got to show you this, this one here, this is borscht, this is one of my favourites, if, you, if you've if you ever heard of borscht, what is that, it's um, beetroot and cabbage soup, you think, uh, beetroot and cabbage with some meat. It's really, but it's super, super tasty. We'll teach you how to, how to cook it if you like. Um, next. This is a view not far from our house. We live almost on the Baltic Sea, so God's blessed us with a really nice flat. Three minutes walk to the sea. Um, just looking back across um to Tallinn city. Um, but it's a city that, and a country that is that prides itself and competes with the Czech Republic as to which is the most atheistic country in Europe. Well, actually, I think in the world they're arguing about. So it's a valley of dry bones. And I just want to introduce you, I've got a little video clip um, from the district superintendent of the Methodist Church of Estonia. Now, I'm connected with this church, but I grew up Methodist... (laughs) I'm just one of those Penti Methodists, you know. I'm, I, I'm just a mongrel, and I just love all Christians. And so the Methodist Church is the one that's invited us. We're kind of under their umbrella. Uh, I also um, work with Baptists, you no know, Pentecostal pastors there. Um, so, but I just wanted to let him speak and just share um, some thoughts about you know, what the country's like from his perspective.
3: Hello, friends. My name is Robert Cherenkov, and I serve as District Superintendent of the Estonian Methodist Church. Estonian Methodist Church is an independent uh, Methodist uh, denomination in our country, Estonia. And Estonia is a small country, a wonderful and a beautiful country, and we hope you come for a visit. But Estonia is also, unfortunately, one of the least religious countries in the European Union. In fact, actually, people very often think that Europe is a very Christian continent. And it used to be so when Europe also sent a lot of missionaries out all over the world. But unfortunately, it is no longer the case. Europe is, again, a place that needs missionaries and that needs a spiritual revival. And many people in Estonia, actually, they don't know much about Christian faith and their spiritual roots and uh, we are again in a need of a spiritual awakening in Estonia. That's why we are so happy and glad that Brent and Colleen Weaver are here serving as missionaries and helping us in the Methodist Church in Estonia. We're so happy that Colleen is teaching at our Theological Seminary which is also a unique place because it uh, has students studying in three different languages, Estonian, Russian, and English. And that is a unique seminary for our part of the world. And so we are very glad that she is here to help students and she's here to teach. And we are also looking forward to working with Brent about discipleship and small groups, because this is a place where people can spiritually grow and discover about faith, And we are looking forward to that ministry with him. So we are happy that they are here serving the Lord and helping the Methodist Church in Estonia. Keep us in your prayers, and we hope and pray that more people will come to know
1: our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you. So this is a man passionate, you know, about the Lord. And... um and really wanted to get back to the roots of the Methodist church with small groups and, and people full of the spirit, um, lives transformed and helping to transform other people's lives. Um, next slide. So maybe we showed the picture of Estonia, of of Tallinn, you know, all nice and colourful and everything. Uh, maybe it's more like a valley of dry bones. And there are pockets of light. I mean, there's churches, there's great things happening, but, and maybe we're not exactly the one, but we've been told, in, as Ezekiel was told, to prophesy, to speak, to speak the word of God, and so we're, we're not assuming that we're the only ones, or that we're the, we're the light that's coming into the darkness, and there's all dark there, no, you know, there are a lot of people, but uh, God has kind of given us giftings and experience um, that Estonians uh, have welcomed us in, and, and said, yes, we want to hear what you've got to say, we want to, we want, we want to see God wake up um, some of the asleep people within our churches um, so we're going to prophesy over these bones next so we're joining a team as I mentioned so mark and Olivia Nelson he's a Canadian she's Brazilian and so he's actually the director of the uh, the rector of the Dean Dean of the seminary I get that right um, where we're going to be working so Colleen's going to be teaching that's going to be her main job I'm going to be teaching a couple of courses when I get back there in January. Um, this other couple, if you've been following at all what we've been doing, I've ha- I've been in Ukraine but been mentoring this couple for quite a few years. So they're involved in planting a church. They planted a small village church. Um, but then they're also wanting to see small groups multiplied. Because how do you start, you know, the village in Estonia might be 300 people. How do you start a church? In a village of three hundred people, when those houses are a hundred meters apart from each other, and people don't care to know their neighbors too much, you know, how do you do that? You know, how do you in the big city? Okay, we can get a building and a pastor and all. How do you do that? So they're really trying to explore some changes in paradigm, changes in thinking. How do we? How do we get? Yeah, something going in that sense. Um, so they're a wonderful couple. But the seminary, this is the building where the seminary is housed. So this is the main Methodist church in in, in um, Tallinn. Not all Methodist churches look as fancy as this building. Um, you know, most of them are very small congregations, maybe 15, 20 people. That's pretty normal for a, for an Estonian church. A mega church is like 120. And so... Um, but we're we're involved there. We live. If you go just down this road, we live about a minute walk up that uh, that corner. So God's placed us really nicely there. Um, and um, next next slide. Um, this is the student body. Not a huge school, um, but from all kinds of places. Estonia, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, Israel, USA, Nigeria, Ghana, and New Zealand. And that's not me. There's a YWAM missionary and his family got stuck with COVID when COVID shut down everything. And so he's studying there. So this diverse group, we're speaking into them, their pastors, their youth leaders, they're getting into all kinds of ministry opportunities and waking up that Valley of Dry Bones. Colleen's been, she's really the passionate teacher, um, much better than me, but um, God, the first thing that she was asked to teach, two weeks before we got there, it's like, oh by the way, in the first, you know, like three days after you arrive, we're all off to a retreat on an island, and you're going to be teaching for 12 hours on trauma, it's like, Collins never been in such because she's you know she's taught in seminaries and and Bible schools in America and other places in Spain she lived there for a lot of years um, and she said oh she, she was nervous I mean she was unprepared she said I've going into this as unprepared as I've ever been to anything and who are these people and but God just really touched and moved and you know we've got... Both Ukrainians, in fact, probably almost a third of the student population is Ukrainian, who've come because of the war, some a few years ago, but some very recently. Um, There's a lot of trauma. And we've got Russians. You know, there's a whole international thing going on here. But God really touched them and touched them deeply um, through Colleen's ministry. Um, Next. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Now, I've, we've been called, some, often somebody has to go. Okay, but the idea is that, okay, we're going, but God has people there in their own land. And so I just want to mention about Arlen and Pereth and what they're doing. This this is a home group. Actually, it's two. It's a men's Bible study and a women's Bible study put together. Because when I come, they all want to have cake together. So, um, so Brent's here. Okay, we'll... Uh, But I show you this group because this group is kind of like a home group, you know, like a normal Bible study group, you know, and they all get around they study the Bible and they pray for one another and they have lists of people that they pray for. Kind of the normal thing that, that you might do in a home group. But this home group's a little unusual. I've been involved with a lot of churches and seen a lot of churches and visited a lot of churches. This group is kind of, I think, not completely unique. I'm sure there are some others. But this group's got seven babies. These people also go to their home group, but people in this group also lead seven other groups. Now that's that's not kind of normal around in the church. I don't know, your home group, you know, when you leave from your Wednesday night group, are you then heading off and, you know, you're going to be involved through the week with seven other groups that you're leading? Um, that's kind of the paradigm shift, you know, that, that God's used me maybe a little bit to, to kind of sow that seed of these are ordinary pew sitting, you know, hymn singing, you know, ordinary Christians, ordinary Baptists, they are, you know, they're just, uh, and and if you talk to them a few years ago, God could never use me. Um, let's see these three, the next picture, because these are my kind of dynamic trio. Um, I, I did a seminar 10, probably 10 years ago, you know, they said, come and teach on evangelism, you know, so these ladies were there. Um, my seminars are a bit different. You actually have to do some work in my seminars, not just listen to me talk like you're listening now. Um, but these ladies got hold of something. So this is Viker, Endler in the middle, and Ludmilla. So they're sitting there, and you know, I'm telling them, you know, you've got to, you know, who do you know in the community, and can you start praying for them, and can you start loving them and sharing with them? And, and they looked at each other and was like, we're old ladies. You know, we don't know anybody. So they're in a town of 6,000 people. Um, we're old ladies. And the lady in the middle, Endler, now, she's the older one of the group. She's 90, okay? And rides a bicycle in the snow um, and still works at the hospital. She turns to Viker and, and... Now, Viker's 80 years old. She just turned 80 this year. And Miller just turned 70. So they're, they're all a decade apart. Um, Endler says... But I know people, I do know people. Did you know, ladies, that there's some old folks' homes in our town? We should go there. So I didn't know anything about this. I mean, I did the seminar, I left. I hear about this later. What did they do? Viker and Endler got a cassette player. You know, one of those old-fashioned ones, big boom boxy kind of thing. They went to the director of the old folks' home, and they said, can we play some hymns to the old folks? Estonians kind of love choir music. It's kind of an unusual thing about their culture. Some of you might have heard about the singing revolution against the Soviets. Anyway, um, they went and the, the lady says, yeah, yeah. So they just played some, some hymns. People, this little group of ladies sat around and listened to these hymns. They, they thought, what do we do now? Oh, oh, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. So they prayed the Lord's Prayer um, and left. Next week they came back and they came back and started to do Bible study. And some of those ladies got saved. And that group is still going seven years Half of that group's died, you know, because they keep dying, but others keep coming, and, and the Lord keeps supplying. Um, Endler, Endler and Viker run two other groups like that, so th- they're involved with three groups. Ludmilla, um, she's found uh, in other towns, old folks' homes. She goes to them. Um, Miller's strategy is interesting, because she just goes to people, and even on the street, every time she goes out, she says, Lord, how many tracts do I take? she Okay, five. So she'll put five, and she won't go home until she's handed out five tracks to people. And then she goes up to people, and she just says, look, I'm old. She targets the old people. I'm old. You're old. I'm going to die soon. You're going to die soon. <laughs> but when I die, I know where I'm going. Do you? Do you know about, I believe in Jesus, you know? And by the way, you can pray the sinner's prayer. You know? So she just lays in with the sinner's prayer, and some, some pray on the street. I mean, but... You know, I'm a bit cynical of that sometimes. I've got to be honest. You know, okay, they just prayed to get her out. (laughs) Lude Miller is quite persistent. But she does know how to then take somebody and help them understand what they just did. And help them to then study the scripture. And be part of a group. And um, understand who Jesus is. um, And start on their journey in life. So, part of this waking up, I guess, that's kind of my word word to you, waking up the asleep or breathing life onto dead bones. Um, That's what we're feeling God's taking us to Estonia. We're still not 100% sure exactly what that ministry is going to look like. We'll be teaching in the seminary, but I've kind of realized that I need to go over and just listen. Um, Just listen to what the Lord's saying. Just listen to my Estonian friends that I know. What's the lay of the land? Where can we fit in? And I just challenge you um, as, a, as individuals, as a church, you know, this is a great church. It really is. Um, but there's more. There's always more. Um, not more in the, oh, we've got to do more, you know. No. You know, there, are, there there is people out that are spiritually dead in our community. There are people that are asleep. They've, they've, got, the, they've got a bit of flesh on them. They've experienced the Lord, but need the Spirit of God, need the wind yeah. to come. Yeah. And so, maybe you're in that—you see yourself in that position. I need the wind. I need the wind. But maybe you know, I have—I have the life. I'm, Lord, open my eyes. Show me where's the where's those spiritually dead people, the people that I can help, that I can prophesy into, that I can speak in a word of encouragement and blessing. Um, we're just all ordinary Christians. There really There aren't any super Christians in this room. I certainly aren't one. you know I just went overseas. It does not make me any different to to who I was when I was here. Now I've had a lot of experience and stuff, but but God's living inside each of us, and yeah, there's not no such thing as an ordinary Christian. except Paul said. You're, you're acting like mere, mere human beings. Remember that? He was kind of lambasting the, I think it was the Corinthians. He says, you're, you're acting like mere human beings. Let's not act like mere human beings because we have got the spirit of God in us. And um, anyway, uh, get out there and wake up some spiritually dead and pray for us. So if you, if you want to pray for us, you can be reminded by sticking one of these on the refrigerator. I still don't have a magnet. You got to get your own magnet, but but if you want us on the fridge, you know, there's you got a little table where, like a giving table, where you have got a little F post thing. Pick up one of these, stick it on your fridge, and then you know you can just when you walk past it, just God bless. It. I can't remember what they're doing. <laughs> you know, Brent said a whole lot of stuff, but he talks too fast. I didn't understand half of it. Um, just just pray. God bless them. <laughs> That's a good prayer. God knows what we need at any moment. Um, but if you want to know more information and keep informed, we send out a monthly. Uh, weavers wanderings it's called email Um, and if you want to you know be involved in that and some prayer things and keep track of what's going on there's a little sign up sheet back there um don't take the pen with you it's sheridan's pen um okay thank you so much
0: would you like to stand with me let's take a moment to to pray eh Father, I thank you for Brent and Colleen. I thank you that they said yes when you called and that they keep walking. And Father, uh, we see some highlights, but we know it's not all highlights. We know that it, walking is, is hard yards sometimes. And I ask that you would bless them, continue to bless them, that while they're in New Zealand particularly, it would be a great time of refreshing for them, that they would both encounter you in a fresh way, in a new way, that not only would the word for Estonia Estonia be dry bones, but you would breathe afresh on them as well, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would come in a powerful way and you would re-fire them, re-establish them in a sense, in Jesus' name, so that wherever they go, they will simply leak. So we bless them and we thank you for them, in Jesus' name, amen.